For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I am Brian Ferguson. My guest today is known as the Iceman. He is currently working for Midwest, or I'm sorry, Mid-States Wrestling out of Harrison, Arkansas, and Springfield, Missouri. It is my pleasure to introduce the Iceman. Howard Moritz, thank you for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. So let's talk a little bit, uh, if we can, uh, your upbringing. Are you, are you from Missouri? Uh, yes. Okay. And where did you grow up and, how, and what was your family life like? Yeah, I was born and raised in Missouri. I'm actually from a small little town called uh, Chillicothe, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, okay. Our, our claim to fame is, is we are the home of sliced bread. Um, sliced bread was invented in my hometown. Well, there uh, you go. And what I mean by invented, I guess, the machine that they invented to start feeding the loaves of bread through to slice them. Um, it was invented here in Chillicothe. Uh, I believe like a, a jeweler created the blades or like diamond encrusted blades and i don't know wow. there's a big story about it yeah. yeah i mean i mean this town is crazy about it i mean we have a a grocery store called the sliced bread market uh okay. they have they have a sliced bread uh parade each year i mean this town i mean that's that's the good thing that we're known for for this town uh yeah. the bad things are I mean, pretty wild and crazy. So, it, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what was your childhood like? Uh, you know, in schooling. I mean, did you were in sports? Did you? Um, childhood. I mean, about as normal as anybody can get, really. Uh, yeah. I, in in high school, I tried to play every sport I could get in. I I, I wrestled. I played basketball, football, tennis. Uh, I was in drama class. I was in choir class. Wow. Um, I even dipped my toes in a little bit into like, um, oh, like FHA, Future Homemakers of America. Yeah. I joined that. I joined that because I thought it'd be easy to meet girls that way. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, if I can be 100% honest, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I joined. Home, home economics and the FHA just because I wanted to meet girls. So <laughs> there you go. Interesting. Wow. That's pretty neat. Let's talk about uh, getting started in pro wrestling. What drove you into getting started in that and how, where were you trained and, and, and how did well, you just get involved in it? Um, 
first and foremost, I mean, my my love for professional wrestling came uh, during my childhood uh, okay. with because of my grandpa. Um, grandpa. My my grandpa on my mom's side uh, absolutely loved everything about wrestling. Yeah. I mean, when wrestling came on at at his house, it was like you're going to church. You come in, you sit down, you be quiet, you watch, don't ask any questions, just enjoy the show. Yeah. Um, so every week we would go to my grandparents' house and um, have dinner and all that stuff like that about every Sunday and mm-hmm. and every Sunday evening, um, you know, we'd watch wrestling. I mean, it by the end of the day, all my other cousins were gone and stuff. So I was about the only grandkid left. And I just went on in there and I said, Hey, can I watch with you? And he told me all the rules, you know, sit down, shut up, <laughs> don't, don't ask questions. So, and watching his excitement yeah. over what he was watching on TV. I mean, he truly hated the heels, truly loved all the good guys. I mean, he yeah. had his favorites. I mean, my gosh, there was a couple of the guys on there that about caused him to tear his TV up. I mean, that's how mad he was at them. So seeing seeing all that and then, of course, yeah. seeing the over-the-top characters on TV, it's like, man, this is awesome. So my love for professional wrestling started at a real, real young age, like mm-hmm. like most people. Yeah. And um, it just, you know, it just grew as I got older. I did step away from it for a little while, mm-hmm. uh, probably, shoot, I don't know, maybe early 20s. Yeah. Um, but then got right back in it, you know, and, and then just been ate up with it ever since. So, yeah. Well, where were you? Uh, you're the ice man. So uh, training, uh, where did you do your training? Uh, where was your first promotion you started out of? I, I started training um, over in St. Joseph, Missouri. Yeah. Okay. Um, Joe. I actually stumbled across a company that was holding a show about 20 minutes from where I live. Um went there to watch it. There was no big names on the card or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just an independent company. And I didn't know anything about independent wrestling at that time. Um, all I knew was what I seen on TV, yeah. you know, WWE, WCW, um, you know, when I was an even younger kid, you know, I'd watch world class, yeah. you know, so I knew nothing about independent wrestling. So anyway, seeing this flyer, I said, what the hell let's go, you know, that's, and so me and some friends went and, a guy that was about two years ahead of me in high school come walking out with this tag team. He was their manager. Oh. And so I was like, holy cow. I was like, I know that dude. I hadn't seen him since high school. You know, it'd been a yeah. years and years. Yeah. So anyway, I went and talked to him, told him I always wanted to get into wrestling. He introduced me to the promoter. The promoter invited me over to his house that next weekend. And I got my first experience in a wrestling ring with this guy who has a bad reputation. <laughs> um, I showed up at his house. I'm expecting to go to this real fancy school and building or whatever. And no, the ring that he had just did the show with the weekend before was set up in his backyard. He said, come on and I'll show you how to wrestle. Yeah. And it wasn't the greatest experience. I just about quit before I even got started. Yeah. Um, Fast forward a little bit, I stumbled across another company in St. Joe called Central States Wrestling Federation, okay. which would later on become just Central States Wrestling. Mm-hmm. The The promoter's name was Steve Ward, and he had a school. Um, his promotion was 
at that time, top notch, probably one of the best promotions around. Yeah. Um, minus there was another promotion, All Star Wrestling, that Sonny Myers uh, ran over on the other side of St. Joe. Okay. Um, and so I'd I'd eventually get to know some of the guys that trained with him, you know, and wrestled for him and stuff over the years. But I got into Central States Wrestling. Um, they would do these tryout uh, deals, and if you pass the tryout, then you got to sign up and go to their school. So, okay, and that that was that was pretty much it. So I would my first real promotion was Central States Wrestling with promoter Steve Ward, um, and that's where I met guys like uh, Michael Strider. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with that name, he's from he's a Kansas City wrestler. Um, and he was one of the guys helping to train, and then another another guy that had been there for a long time trained. I mean, you walk in there, and these guys, a lot of the guys looked like superstar athletes, mm-hmm. jacked, you know, jacked to the gills. Um, then there's your just your good old boys, kind of built like Kevin Owens guys, yeah. and but they were all athletes. No matter what they look like, these guys can work their butts off. So um, I trained about three months. Okay. And then got lucky because of a cancellation. I got my first match three months after I started training. Wow. Yeah. And it was in front of uh, about 2,000 people at the St. Joe Civic Arena. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. <laughs> it was it, it was an awesome experience. It really was. Yeah. It was, I mean, made a few mistakes. I ended up getting knocked out in the match because yeah. I'm a rookie. You know, I didn't protect myself like I was supposed to and whatever. And, um, yeah, so that's my, that was my early experience with, uh, with that. So that's pretty interesting that, uh, you know, three months and then you're, I mean, 2000s, a big crowd, especially on the, uh, you know, independent circuit. Cause, uh, you know, you're lucky. I mean, sometimes I'm not saying all promotions. I'm saying some of them though. You're lucky to get 100, 200, 300, um, but 2,000s a good crowd, and I'm I'm sure you're pretty nervous. I'm assuming. oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of the credit goes as far as the crowd it, to the promoter. He had a, a background in boxing uh, as far as like promoting and stuff, so he really knew how to get the word out, and yeah. you know, and and. And the Civic Arena was somewhere that we would run probably twice a year. Okay. And we all and we always averaged. I think the lowest amount that we ever had there was probably seven or eight hundred people. Wow, that's good. But, but but we treated our shows at the Civic Arena kind of like our WrestleMania because mm-hmm. um, we we had a circuit. Um, he had built up such a uh, good circuit um, of towns that we would run real frequently. And then we, they'd always, you know, just like WrestleMania, your big stories would always, you know, come to an end. Right. For the, for the next chapter to begin at our shows at, at Civic. So. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. I mean, that's, I've heard of Central States wrestling up in uh, that area. So, uh, I, I didn't, unfortunately, I never got to go to a show, but, uh, you know, I've heard of it, and uh, that's that's pretty interesting. Interaction. Let's talk a little bit about your interaction with other guys. Um, your chemistry. Um, what's probably been one of your best matches that you up to this point that you just it just flowed. It just 
you know, you just, it just went so well. You were like both at the end, like that was probably the best match I've had in ever or not ever, but oh. in a long time. <laughs> Man, that's a, that a tough one. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I can think of two guys. Okay. Um, one, anytime I've stepped in the ring with, um, are you familiar with the name of Niles Plunk? Yes, yes. Or Niles Plunke, as he likes to be called. Yes, um, yeah. That's a guy that I've known for the entire time I've been in wrestling, so over 20 years. Yeah. Um, we have wrestled each other a lot over the years, but just like most of us, or you hope most of us, we get better with, with time. Right. Now, he, w- he was trained by Sonny Myers, so he was taught by one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I've had a match with Niles, it's always been good. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we, we click. Um, we, we've even been tag partners, uh, mm-hmm. as well. And it, it, it works. I mean, yeah. um, so first and foremost, yeah, in any of my matches with, with him, it's got to be probably some of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most recent ones with, is with a kid from down around Springfield, okay. uh, uh, Colton Theron Vaught. Uh, he calls himself Must See TV. Uh, okay. <laughs> kind of a playoff is Nick. Yeah, yeah. He, he trained down at, uh, Harley Racy School. Uh, okay. down in, um, down in Troy. Troy, Missouri. Yep. Yeah. Um, him and I had a match against each other in Springfield at Mid States Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was the United States Highway Champion. And yes. in every, sh- show I would do like an open challenge for this title and he accepted one of my open challenges very first time him and I've ever been in the ring yeah I've never seen any of his stuff before he's never seen any of my stuff before but we went out there and for probably a good 15 minutes Mm -hmm. we clicked I have I mean that match I will hold pretty high on my list of matches um I mean, of, of being of being one of my all time favorites. Yeah. Um. I mean, shoot, I've probably went back and watched that match probably a dozen times since it's happened, just because everything about it just worked. I was the bad guy. He yeah. was the good guy. Being hometown, it just worked. I mean, yeah. it was awesome. Let's talk about your 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 the Ice Man. The first time I saw you uh, was down in Harrison. Uh, Arkansas uh, on a mid-states wrestling card back in, I want to say, November. Um, and you just caught my eye. Uh, I'd never been to a mid-states wrestling card, uh, so I went around and met everybody at the, the pre-show, you know, when you can go around and talk to everybody. Right. And uh, when, you, uh, you're, when you came out in the ring, you just had this personality that I just – I loved it. Um, and then your in-ring uh, performance, you know, with you and your – I don't remember who your opponent was now, but uh, it was it was, it was was great. I mean, that was probably the best uh, show, IndyCard, that, that I've seen in quite a while. And I'd never been to one before. And not only were the wrestlers professional and, and respectful, but also like the staff, like I know Jason Jones, uh, Space Cowboy, he he runs it. But uh, the whole staff was just wonderful there. They they yes. welcomed you. They and it, it was just great. So 
How did you develop that character, though, the Iceman? How did how did that come into play? <laughs> oh man, um, the Iceman has went through a few different changes over the years. Yeah. Um, if you get on my Facebook and scour through some of the pictures, you can mm-hmm. definitely see the changes um, of the of the looks and and everything. Yeah. Um, the Iceman started well. When I first started training, obviously, you know, and I was told I was going to have a match mm-hmm. and I needed a, you know, the character, the gimmick. I just went with Iceman because it was kind of a nickname given to me in school. Okay. Because uh, in school, I was always in the talent shows. I was either dancing, singing, rapping, doing something. Yeah. And around that time I was really doing a lot of the talent shows mm-hmm. ice ice baby came out with vanilla okay, ice. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So people just kind of started calling me, you know, ice man or, you know, since my, my first name is Howard, you know, people call me H- Howie ice, yeah. you know, for sure. And then when I got into DJing, I was DJ Howie ice for a little while. Um, then when I needed a name for my character, I just went with the Iceman. Yeah. Um, also a little, you know, paying, paying a little homage to Iceman King Parsons. I was just going to ask you about that. <laughs> yes. Um, so a lot of, not everything I do is strictly, you know, from him. But right. if, you go, if you go back and look at some of the footage of him just making an entrance, yeah, he's always wearing a shiny jacket, a vest. Yep. Something and he and he's dancing to the yep. ring. Yeah. Um. I love to dance, so to me, I think the entrance. Yeah. Is like, you know, aside what a person can do in the ring, I think right. a person's entrance. You know, yep. the music, the way the person acts and carries themselves, and yeah. you're either going to instantly know from the time they walk through the curtain whether you're going to like that person yep. or hate that person. Yeah. So the Iceman started that way. Uh, of course, I had a goofy backstory. Um, before I, you know, started billing myself from being from Kansas City, because mm-hmm. um, I don't ever, I very rarely use my hometown of Chillicothe unless I'm wrestling somewhere close. Right. Um, you know, if I'm wrestling somewhere within 30 minutes to an hour from Chillicothe, I'll announce that I'm from Chillicothe. But anywhere else, I'm from Kansas City, because mm-hmm. uh, Kansas City is like a second home. Right. So the original backstory for the Iceman was a former rapper, dancer, actor, singer turned pro wrestler from Hollywood, California. Ah, okay. And my 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 first entrance song that I ever used was "California Love" by Dr. Dre and Tupac. Yeah. So good song, by the way. Yes. <laughs> so that and I would and I came out. I was wearing. Silver leather pants, a mesh see-through shirt, um, a silver shirt over that for like my ring jacket. Yeah. Um, sunglasses, a Nike, what I call a golf hat, had it turned around. Yeah. And then a huge amount of gold chains. <laughs> I I used to joke and call it my Mr. T starter kit. There you go. <laughs> um, basically, what they were is a bunch of fake gold chains from like the dollar store or something that yeah. um, that I knew if they got lost or broke that I wouldn't care. But that was the early version of the Iceman. Um, 
And then just over the years, I changed up my look, changed up my presentation. Yeah. Um, the older I have gotten and the longer I've been in wrestling, I have geared more towards doing more of my character work mm-hmm. than my in-ring work. Um, I mean, I still do, I, I still do quite a bit and I, there's a lot that I don't do anymore. Um, but I think, especially since 99% of the time I'm, I'm a heel. Um, yeah. character work is so important. Yeah. Cause yeah. I have, I've been able to develop my mic skills a little bit better over the years. So I figured if I can say stuff to make somebody mad in the front row, yeah, they're, they're ready. No matter what the baby face does, yeah, they're going to be ready for it. Cause they want to see my ass get kicked. So, yeah. um, so that's kind of, it, it went from being flashy, super, super flashy. To where every move I did had some sort of a dance vibe to it. So now yeah. it's more character stuff with still some of the dance stuff. Yeah. I can be vicious. You know, I even throughout the years, I even sprinkled in a little bit of hardcore. I did some hardcore stuff for a while. Yeah. Uh, Cause about the time ECW, you know, hit mainstream. Yeah. Everybody had come to the independent shows and they were bloodthirsty. Yeah. They wanted to, they wanted to see everybody do the same stuff they'd see with yeah. ECW. Right. Now, now I, Never did barbed wire, thumbtacks, or light bulbs. Never done any of that. Oh, that's good. But I've probably. done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've I've been on a lot of shows. I've seen that. It's I I don't like it. Yeah. Um. So I I did some of the other hardcore stuff. Yeah. Um. I was trying to be like the hardcore cruiserweight because I've always been that cruiserweight weight. You know. Right. Anywhere from. The lightest I've ever been has been about 165. The heaviest I've ever been has been about 200. And right now I'm about 180, 185. So yeah. for the longest time, I tried to be a hardcore cruiserweight. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. That's that's an interesting story. Your character, you're a heel uh, most of the time. Um, how do you how do you like doing that? Do you do you? Joy, I, everybody I've talked to when they're a heel, they really enjoy that because it's kind of outside of your normal realm and you get to do some things you normally wouldn't do in outside of the ring. Right. And I'm just, how do you, how do you do that? And I'm, you know, I see you're married, uh, your wife and, uh, your family, do they like, you know, why are you doing that? Or <laughs> have they ever said anything to you about it or no? Oh. Um. My wife calls me a dork all the time, um, but no, I I re- and and I've got I, I have two daughters. I have a daughter that's twenty five, okay. and then my stepdaughter is almost uh, fifteen. Yeah, um, but I don't really call her my stepdaughter. She's my daughter. She's right. I've I've been around her since she was five years old. So, okay. and uh, and so they all just laugh. You know, I mean. They they love come watch you know they love to come watch wrestling yeah um they love to watch me do it they laugh whenever I'm trying to be a complete jerk um <laughs> no don't get me wrong I can be in real life outside of the ring too however it's not right. my it's not my normal personality right. yeah um which just like what everybody else has said that's what makes being a heel super fun right you know. Because, you know, I, I normally don't just walk up to somebody and start calling them names or whatever. Right. Or, or I don't poke fun of the guy in the crowd that's, you know, yelling at me or whatever. But it's easy, it's also easier 
if I go and debut for a new company, uh-huh. I, I always push to be the heel. Yeah. And I always ask, Hey, put me against a baby face that's established. Mm-hmm. Um, because going into a new company as a baby face, it's harder to get reactions that way because people don't know you. Right. But if I come on out and say, if I cut a promo or do something right off the bat to really get that crowd to hate me, then they'll remember me from that. Um, <laughs> so no, be, be, being a heel is absolutely more, yeah. so much more fun, but yeah. baby face is super fun too. Um, because I love kids. So yeah. kids, kids are more, you know, they, they, they want to come up, shake your hand. They want to hug you. They want to, yeah. they want to fist bump you. They, they want to do, you know, they think they don't know I'm a regular guy that has a regular job that, yeah. you know, got a wife, kids, a dog, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. they just think I'm a superhero. So yeah. being a baby face is cool too, but I don't do baby face often. Yeah. Um, out of all the companies I work for on a regular basis, there's only one company that I'm a regular baby face at all the rest of them, uh, heal. Okay. I was going to say, so, you know, at, at mid States, uh, wrestling, it seems like it's a pretty, uh, great promotion as far as. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I know Jason Jones is a busy man. Uh, he's got a lot of moving parts and he still puts on a great show. And I'm sure for you guys, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I only went down there the first time because Brian Thompson, I did a podcast with him back in probably October, and he had mentioned this promotion, Mid-States Wrestling. He said, you need to check it out. So me and my wife went down there, and uh, I was hooked. I was, like, totally impressed with all of you guys. And uh, I I don't think the – in my personal opinion, I don't think the independent guys, you guys like you, uh, don't get enough credit for their craft. And I totally I agree. Mean, yeah, you know, you see all these guys on, uh, you know, WWE, AEW, Impact. Um, I wish it would kind of, and I don't know about you, you can kind of comment when I'm finished here. I just want to say, say that I wish they would televise those indies more, you know, and, yes. and get them on because I'm telling you, I think it would take off uh, like a rocket ship. I really do. Um, especially like mid States or I don't know what other companies you work for, but uh, just in, in Missouri alone in Arkansas, if those local television stations would just air it on a, you know, a Saturday night or whatever, or Sunday morning before church, you know, something like that. Or after yeah. church, it would it would probably take off. And I don't know your opinion on. It. I mean, you kind of grew up in the same era I did, from what you've been telling me. I think we're generally just a few years apart. But you know, I grew up in the '80s. I had AWA because I was from Wisconsin. Uh, I watched that a lot. And then you know, as cable came in, I started getting WWF and World Class, WCW. But I had all of it. You know, I could watch different programs. Now I'm very limited. I got two or three, you know, and I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, what, what's your opinion on it? Yeah. Um, like I said, what he's done with Mid-States has been awesome, really. I mean, I think, I think he's getting ready to have his twenty his 20th 
year anniversary show. Oh wow! Um, and so yeah, he's he's done great things. He's definitely one of the one of my favorite people in wrestling, um, as well as you know um, his company is one of my favorite companies to to work for. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it took a lot of years. I mean, even though I've known him for a lot of years, I didn't start working for him until maybe the last two or three years. Okay. So um, it just, for some reason, never worked out. But finally, opportunity presented itself, and we've been off and running ever since. So Yeah. That's a good promotion, I mean, no doubt. So uh, how often do you get out and, and, and wrestle? Is it a monthly thing? Is it a bi-monthly or weekly or? Um, it, it depends. Um, okay. most, most of the time it's uh, here recently. Um, especially this year, mm-hmm. uh, last year kind of picked back up some, of course, obviously when COVID shut things down, yeah. um, my, it, back in 2020, when things shut down, my last match was in March, like right okay. before everything got shut down. Yeah. And then I didn't wrestle again until, uh, I think I went and did like some, TV taping stuff that people were doing, like in, you know, their own little private. Yeah, I drove up to Nebraska and, and did some stuff. And then um, Niles did some stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with He's got his own ring and stuff. And just like a TV taping for YouTube only kind of thing. Right. Um, but then once, um, once 21 kicked off, mm-hmm. my schedule started picking back up like crazy. So I average anywhere from three to four matches a month. Okay. Um, so that that's probably roughly about weekly. Yeah. Um, sometimes I squeeze in a little bit more, um, yeah. but that all depends on the flexibility at my job, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, I, I was going to say, you know, I don't think you guys get enough credit either because you're not just wrestlers. You're also have other jobs, everyday jobs that you do, and – if you have a family, you have to balance all that together. I mean, that's probably very challenging at times, if I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because as much as I love wrestling, I also still want to spend time with my family. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, like I was telling you just a minute ago, I was out in my camper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so my wife and I like to go and do that. So, you know, I try to free up um, at least one weekend a month. To go and do something, whether it's, you know, going camping, taking a weekend trip, you know, um, to go see the Royals play or there you go. <laughs> go, you know, or something like that. I, yeah. I, I always promised her, I said, you know, that I would do my best to keep at least one weekend a month open so we can do family stuff. Even if it's just hanging out at the house all weekend, you know, it's just, yeah, just so I can still spend my time with them. So, yeah. I understand. I definitely understand that. So have you ever, ever worked or been offered an opportunity to go to the, one of those big ones, the WWE, the AEWs, the Impacts, anything like that? I have worked for WWE um, quite a few times since uh, 2015. Okay. Um, done a lot of extra work. Um, never had any matches on TV as of yet. Okay. Um, I did have two tryout matches with WWE in January of 2020. Um, it was between me and Mr. Saturday Night Michael Berry. Uh, yeah. he, he's another he's another Mid States original. Um, and um, 
so him and I got to wrestle each other a couple of times during um, a couple of WWE tryouts before Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. I can't remember which one. But, uh, yeah, I've off and on since 2015, I've done a lot of work with uh, WWE. My most recent was this past January. I think I worked for WWE three times, three or four times. Okay. Um, I think it was. I know it was at least twice in January, and one of them was the Royal Rumble. I was going to ask you, was it Royal Rumble? Okay. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, I was. I, I was uh, backstage at the Rumble. Um, they didn't use me for anything on camera that night, but yeah. um, the Rumble is one of my favorites. Yeah. And so just being there was awesome. Yeah. I mean, just totally. Yeah, I was going to say, what's that like being in that kind of environment? Uh, it's like. I go into the NFL, I guess, I'm assuming. Uh, what's that feeling like for you? Like, Can you just kind of it's, describe the atmosphere for you? Um, it's crazy back yeah. there. I mean, I mean, it, it's well known, you know, that WWE is just that big machine. Yeah. But to see it in motion mm-hmm. backstage behind the curtain that nobody really gets to see hardly, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's overwhelming. It's, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's all the emotions, you know, tied into one. And for, for a guy like me who grew up wrestling and, and have watched a lot of these guys and girls on TV, um, some of them started kind of where I started, you know, on the independent scene and finally made it there. And, um, so it's just seeing all that and, and being, and for the most part, being treated just like an equal yeah. back there, even yeah, though they true. don't know who the heck I am. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but yeah, it, and um, well, it, it's, it's a good experience to, if you, if you, they know that you are just what they call extra talent, right? you know, you are, you are a local guy. Um, a lot of those guys and girls know that um, and they respect where you're at and what you're doing, because like I said, most of them have been there. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And, and a lot of them are very welcoming. So that's what's really cool about it, too, is a lot of them are really welcoming. Like they'll some of them, some of the superstars will go out of their way to come up, shake your hand and introduce themselves to you. So, yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, I mean, I'm glad to hear that they're very professional and courteous and acknowledge you. Uh, I guess if I could say that, because, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's some organizations not just wrestling but they'll just kind of walk past you like oh yeah you're you know just part of the wall or whatever and and uh i'm glad to hear that 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 makes me uh more you know understanding of that and they don't just treat people like you know if they're not in the big time they're not you know they ain't worth nothing but that's good to hear so yeah no i i never really had you know any you know, bad interactions with anybody there, really. So okay, good. One more. Well, actually, two more questions. Any, and you don't have to answer this. I know it's kind of sad. <laughs> real heat with anybody outside of the ring that you ever worked with in wrestling. I mean, as far as like, you don't have to say names. You can just say yes or no, and, and kind of describe it. Uh, have you ever had any real heat where you're just like, I can't stand this person, and we have to work together, but outside of this squared circle, I don't want anything to do with them. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, kind of currently in a situation like that. Okay. All right. In in, in, in a company. So fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. And then my last question before we get off here is, what are you doing now? And I know you have an event coming up. Uh, if with uh, mid states, I know in Springfield in June, June 25th, I believe it is. And I'm going to take my grandson to that with me, my oldest grandson, uh, to watch you guys. So, is there any other in betweeners uh, between now and June 25th? You'll be uh, on. Yeah, actually, um, I have an event coming up this Saturday, uh, May 14th. Uh, yeah. I'll be in Sed- I'll be in Sedalia, Missouri. Okay. For um, New Breed Wrestling, um, that's one of the other main companies that I work for a, a lot. Um, okay. They're based they're based out of Eldon, Missouri. Okay. Um, which was the original starting ground of Harley Race's training school. Harley Race. And yeah. and the early days of uh, Harley's company WLW. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this coming Saturday, Sedalia with New Breed. Next Saturday, the twenty first, I'll be in Nixa, Missouri. Okay. Down by Springfield. Springfield, Ford. yeah. Um, that'll be with uh, New Breed Wrestling as well. Okay. Um, there's some sort of a festival down there called Sucker Mania. Um, uh, it, I, it's <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know it either. I've never heard of it, but yeah, uh, but but yeah, it's going to be a big uh, big deal there. Then after that, um. Going to go on a family vacation for yep. about four or five days, and you. then in June, June just kicks off like crazy. I mean, yeah. my gosh, um, I'm trying to think. June fourth, I don't even remember where I'm at. June fourth, I'd have to look at my calendar, but I do know I've got some stuff coming up with New Breed Wrestling. Um, there's a new company getting started in June. Okay, called uh, Tri States Wrestling. Okay, and they're running a four-day um, loop. Um, it's going to start, like, on a Wednesday. So there's going to be a show on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday. Oh, wow. Um, okay. What's cool What's cool for me is um, the farthest I'll have to go for that is uh, St. Joe's, so only about an hour away. So oh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. all the other shows are really close so it's it's awesome and then then yeah then i'll be back at mid states um i think there's another new breed show in there somewhere but um but yeah that's kind of what's on tap for me over the next um month or so well good for you well folks like i said get out there if you're in the area uh get on their websites mid states wrestling uh new breed wrestling tri-states wrestling and you can follow Iceman. Just if you have a Facebook page, just type in Iceman. It popped up. I did it, and now we're friends on Facebook. And uh, absolutely, yes. Howard, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. I know you're a busy man, and uh, I want to thank you for coming on. So one last time, ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman, Mr. Howard Moritz. I appreciate it, sir. And if yes. you're listening, thank you. And if you're watching, thank you. And please subscribe. And again, Howard, thank you so much. Absolutely. It's it's been an absolute pleasure. And also one more thing. Sure. I, I gotta give you props. I gotta give you props. You actually said my last name correct. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> About anybody ever has butchered that last name. Um so that's why I don't use it much. 
um, in, in the wrestling world. I don't yeah. use it much. I, I just use the Iceman, but, uh, yeah. um, so I'm, I'm glad I pronounced it right. <laughs> so bra- bravo to you for pronouncing it correct. And, and once again, thank you very much for having me on. It's been a lot oh, of fun. It was my pleasure. I'm glad you came on. I mean, like I said, uh, full disclosure real quick. I messaged, uh, the Iceman. He popped right back immediately. You usually have to wait a couple of days. He popped back right away and we kind of coordinate everything and it worked out perfectly. So again, Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Howard Moritz, thank you so much, sir, for coming on. Thank you. All right, and folks, we will talk to you soon. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet, as well as Dr. John, as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page, where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, Pro Wrestling Interviews. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off a building. And then, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and 
He's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... Well, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Here's Bill Aptor, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.